Hey everybody, I want to take a second to tell you about Snagit 2022. I don't have time to go into all the details about Snagit 2022, but it has a variety of options for fast and easy to use video creation. It's got new ways to work across devices and platforms with the new cloud library. And your purchase or upgrade includes your first year of maintenance and the newly updated Snagit certification course. With 20 plus videos of Snagit how-tos, certification is a great way to help you speed up your workflows, unlock potential, and get your work done faster. So check out Snagit 2022 today at snagit.com. And now, back to the podcast. Sound really does bounce. So if, you, if you're if you talking against a flat surface like a wall, if you're facing a wall and you speak, the sound bounces back to you. So Don't worry about throwing a complete blanket over your head and recording your audio. Um, don't worry about being in a closet and looking silly. One of the many reasons, uh, but one of the most important reasons why people stop watching video is that the audio isn't good. Hey everybody, Matt Pierce, Learning and Video Ambassador. Welcome to have you here in the Visual Lounge. I'm here with Andy and Justin. We've got another great conversation today. We're going to be talking about how to get good audio. In particular, you don't have to go out and buy a new mic, but there are some things that you can do to get just better audio with what you've already got. Because you know, it's better than spending a lot of money on something when you're already going to have to do some of this work anyway, I think. So gentlemen, welcome to the Visual Lounge again. We're so glad you're here. Uh, let's talk about audio because this is like the number one thing I think that people need to get right is their audio. There's so many things we can prove on and tweak on, but if your audio's bad, no one's going to want to watch your video. Yeah. 100% agreed. I, people always ask me what the one thing they need is for a good video, and bar none, it's always good audio because people will put up with this blurry video that I'm probably giving you right now, and people will put up with you know slightly lower quality lighting. But man, if if it's distorted audio, if it's delayed from the you know sync with video, if it, any one of the things that messes up audio, if that happens, people are gonna click away. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, abs I was going to. Oh, go ahead, Justin. Oh, Talking so over each other already. That's the episode. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> that's, that's good audio. So, yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's the same, like, especially as a even as a, a viewer, you think of the things that you watch or listen to. Um, you don't have to have the best audio. You know, it doesn't have to sound like NPR, um, which I think that's definitely a level of quality that is excellent, but it doesn't have to go that high. Um, but it also can't sound like you're recording like inside a trash can, like, you know, the super tinny underneath the water, like can't quite like I was just on a meeting, <laughs> even in meetings, right? Like I was just on a meeting and called with somebody two days ago and it's just so distracting. So I think focusing on audio is, is superbly important. Well, I was even thinking today, one of the things that came up, uh, I keep hearing this term, uh, you know, Zoom fatigue, right? And it got me thinking that there is no real Zoom fatigue. It's all these other pieces that go into these meetings and to your videos that make it hard to watch. And audio is one of those things that, you know, you're struggling if someone's audio is lagging and they, uh, you know, like that, it, it makes it really difficult. But let's Absolutely. talk. Let's talk about how to get this better because I think there's some fundamental things, some really basic things that everyone could do just to improve the quality a little bit. And that little bit can really make a big difference. So where, where should we start? What, what are some of the advice that you, you two would give? You know, for me, I think it starts with microphone position. 
Um, and so there, there's a variety of microphones that we don't need to cover. Like, what do you have? What's your microphone currently? Is it your laptop? Okay. Is it, you know, do you have a, a desktop microphone? We've, we've got microphones in front of us that we're using. That's fine. If you've got AirPods, that's your microphone. Okay. The question is, where is that microphone located, uh, especially with regard to where you are? Uh, if you're using your laptop's onboard microphone, I, I hope you're not. That is an option, though. Um, but if your laptop's three feet away from you because you've got you know a wireless keyboard, that's too far because now you're picking up more room tone. Um, it's struggling to hear you, so it's like increasing the ambient noise too. So as much as like it's catching your voice, now it's got a real loud like room tone that is just going to sound like a mess. Um, you may sound echoey as it tries to 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 pull that volume up louder naturally too, because a lot of these programs like Zoom and, and whatever we're using for video meetings are going to automatically work in the background to try and quote unquote fix your audio. <laughs> so uh, you want to do everything you can to fix that first. So with microphones, uh, I think Matt, you and I know like we want to keep it probably about six to twelve inches, six to eight inches, excuse me, from your chin uh, to to the microphone. So um, if it's a desktop microphone, you shouldn't be far from it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I've got my microphone, uh, because of the type it is, it's actually above me. So it's off screen, but you can just tell if, as I get closer, mm -hmm. it sounds differently than if I'm, if I step back, you know, this is going to sound very different. So yeah, I, I love that right. advice to just, you know, your distance to the microphone should be proportional, like to the type of microphone that you have. And even, even with AirPods or something like that, like the problem is you still got that distance and the microphone is here, but what, where you're pointing, where you're speaking is out here. Right. And so that's, that's actually a problem for a lot of microphones too, is you're, you're not talking into the right piece of it. So great advice. Justin, any thoughts that you've had about, cause I know you've been working on improving your own audio. Yeah. I mean, so obviously I have, I have this microphone right here, um, which is tougher to see in this particular angle, but I have an external mic, but even if I was, let's say I was using this, right. Um, for my microphone, that would be the one thing I would say. And I know Andy, you know, we want to be able to let people use the microphones they have, but even the, the free headphone mic that comes in your, you know, with your iPhone is going to be so much better than just trying to shoot across your laptop, especially if you're trying Absolutely. to record your face, your face and, and your audio at the same time. Right. I can fake it. If, if I'm not worried about showing my face at all, I can kind of get close and I can, you know, maybe do some other things to, to make that up. But yeah, position even of this is super important though because you know I was on a I was just, again on a call the other day and the entire time it was rubbing against somebody's jacket mm. oh, and so yeah. you just heard the swish 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 which <laughs> you know is like now I can't even pay attention to what they're saying um, and if you were yeah, making swish, a video swish swish <laughs> swish swish <laughs> and if you were making a video right like and you got yeah. maybe you recorded it and you were fine but then you started moving all throughout your video and you didn't know you were going to pick that up. And then at the end you go back and, Oh shoot. So, um, just yeah. thinking, thinking through that. This swish swish reminds me of my, my wedding days too. If I would, if I would, I like to put a, a microphone on the groom's lapel during the wedding ceremony so that we can catch the vows and everything being set up there. But if I got to the groom before whoever was pinning on the boutonniere, oftentimes they would try and cover the mic to hide it, which, they think they're doing a favor, but of course, then it's going to rub, and now I've got audio noise. So I always would wait until after the boutonniere was placed uh, before I would before I would uh, pin the mic. Yeah, this makes this makes total sense, and I I just think like what you said, Justin. Free uh, the, the uh, uh, headset mic is way better than your desktop, like your built-in microphone. The other thing I think that's 
important here to consider is the environment that you're in. Like you can have a great microphone and it does not matter if the environment you're recording in is not ideal for recording, right? Like if you've ever been in an echoey space and you've tried to record, it doesn't matter what kind of mic you have, it's probably not going to do a good job. And so your mm -hmm. space, I think the environment you're in has a big, a big play here. Now, I, and I want to put a caveat out there. I get like, we're all in tough circumstances. We can't have sound booths more than likely. I mean, if you do awesome way to go, but like I'm right. in an office, you know, like, Oh like, yeah. Justin, you're in a basement. Andy, you're in a basement. In a basement. I've been, <laughs> I've been in a basement and it's, it's just, you've got to work with what you've got, but there are things I think mm -hmm. we can, you can do to make that better. And just a little bit goes a long way at improving and helping your microphone because your microphone is way more sensitive than your ears. And there's all sorts of ambient noise already around you that you probably aren't paying attention to that you've learned to tune out. You've put on your own noise cancellation filter in your brain, but yet your microphone doesn't care. It's like, Oh, there's a noise. There's a signal. That's a signal. That's, oh, that plow outside. That's, you know, that's a signal. Like, you know, beeping from the construction down the road. That's a signal. I, I don't care. I'll pick it up. That's my job. <laughs> oh yeah. And like, um, for me, it's interesting because yeah, I'm, I'm in my basement. My furnace is literally right behind me. Every time that kicks on, I hear it. I got pipes above me. Anytime, you know, m my kids run the faucet, I can hear the water drain up there. <laughs> so I've got noises coming all the time. Um, as far as, you know, noises around me and stuff my mic wants to pick up. So it, for me, it's trying to figure out, you know, if I'm shooting a video, I have to be very conscious of like time. So typically, like if I try to record something, I'll get up early and try to, you know, sh record the video either early in the day or late at night before my house has started, you know, interacting <laughs> with my kids and my wife and everybody else, the dogs, the cats, all that stuff kind of running around. Um, as far as that environment setup goes, uh, I'll throw this out to you guys though. One video I made, the best, uh, compliment I ever got on a video I made was for the audio. I didn't have to show my face. So what I did was in my basement, I threw a giant blanket over this entire setup <laughs> and I recorded the audio and it sounded yep. beautiful. So, oh, yeah. uh, I just wanted to, you know, and then the other thing is I've heard like the whole idea of recording in a closet. So I don't know if you guys have either tried either of those things. Um, but yeah. I'd love to get your take on I that. I really like the walk-in closet technique. Um, the thing people forget about, I mean, walk-in closets obviously are easier than if you just have like a single door panel closet. That's going to be a little more tight of a space. <laughs> but if you have a little bit of space, um, but still, I would actually face the clothes um, because then you're not going to get that horrible reverb off of a blank wall, right? So the clothes are going to absorb the sound and not bounce it back into the microphone. Um, so, so closets are really great spaces to record, especially as, you know, people work from home. I think it's a, it's a great solution. Uh, if you need to record video or excuse me, audio separate from your video. Well, I think even, yeah. I, I think even anything you can do to put that soft in your room, like mm -hmm. if you have books, right? Like put up books mm -hmm. in you know, like, or, uh, you got cart, like I found that, uh, it's interesting when I moved into my new space here, I've got a, a ceiling that is like drywall plaster when I was in the basement in my old place, I had a drop ceiling mm -hmm. that that is more of like the the kind of the foam type material, right. and that actually was better than this space because now I've got like this all these hard spots around that the the sound can just bounce and reverberate. Now I've got a microphone that's pretty directional, so it's it's not picking up a lot of that, 
but man, does it make a difference yeah. if carpet or if you can put anything soft on your wall. That's why the blankets work. That's why the clothes work. And, you know, I think just being mindful about those types of things of trying to find also a space that's not too big. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. another, people want big spaces because they need, you know, they want the room, but it's, it's, I think it's way harder to control that sound, you know, just find something that's going to be, you know, temporary, bring in a rack of clothes, you know, like if you don't have a walk-in closet, you got one of those wheeled racks, bring anything you can do to absorb some of that sound yep. is, is a good thing. Well, and another thing too, people forget when we talk about bouncing sound, people forget about it, but sound really does bounce. So if you, if you're talking against a flat surface, like a wall, if you're facing a wall and you speak the sound bounces back to you. So if, if those are your only options and that's what you have to use, aim yourself into the corner. It's it's less likely to bounce directly back into the microphone if it's not a flat wall bouncing it straight back at you. But if you can if you can put yourself into that corner, it's not going to bounce directly back into the microphone. It's not it's also not going to be as good as being in a walk-in closet or having a blanket over your microphone, but it's one solution that can cut down on some of that uh, kind of audio bounce back. Yeah, for sure. So we've talked a little bit about microphone placement. We've talked about, you know, treating the environment, which I think is I think is probably one of the, the biggest things that you can do to control sound. But let's talk about just other qualities of things to help your voice sound a little bit better. And and this one I, I know we were laughing about earlier, but I think just taking care of your voice uh, is going to make your audio sound better. And And there's lots of ways to do that, but I think the easiest way to take care of your voice is to hydrate, 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 right? Or as my daughter yeah. would say, hydrate or dihydrate. I don't <laughs> get it, but. I like that. <laughs> well, and and it's, it's true uh, that you need to hydrate. You also uh, can't just like, this isn't cramming for a test. You can't just hydrate right before you go onto the video, right? Like this is something you should be doing anyway, um, just good practice. But, but if you know you've got a video recorder, you know you're gonna be on a podcast or something, have a drink the day before, a drink of water, have a drink of water the night before, have a drink of water that morning, like just kind of keep your your vocal cords taken care of. Um, and actually, you know, I think we've had this conversation about different temperature water, right? Like ice cold water is going to constrict your vocal cords a little more than than warmer water. So if you like tea, go for it. You know, um, people are going to think I'm uh, heretical by suggesting coffee. I, I don't think coffee is a good solution for you, but it's better than not having anything. Uh, I think I think the main uh, suggestion would be don't be screaming at your kids five minutes before you're going to go onto camera too. So. <laughs> Like, is that a what? weird one? No, I mean we're all no. we're all working from home at the moment, so I think uh, just don't don't <laughs> spend any time. You know, you don't want to hurt your vocal cords. Well, it's, you wouldn't go to a rock concert the night before you had a big exactly. voiceover job either, right? Like you got to record a big video. It's just taking care of your voice and and yelling or screaming. I mean, hopefully most people aren't doing that anyway. But um, but yeah, soothing. I'm I'm a loud talker, so I'm almost always destroying my vocal cords just when I speak at a normal volume. <laughs> Um, so well, yeah, trying to kind of keep that toned down. I even think though, beyond like, I took the, I took the yelling at the kids from a completely different angle, which is like the attitude to which you're coming to, if you're going to do a voiceover, for instance, right? Like part of the downside, I said, like, I try to record in the morning and I'm like, every time I try to do that, like, I'm still waking up. You could, I could hear it in my voice, right? I'm still tired. I'm not quite there yet. I'm barely had my first cup of coffee. So I think like. Even that's why even when we were trying to plan this uh, episode, right, like when we were going to record this, I was like, oh, let's do the afternoon, because if we try to do it in the morning, like I'm not quite there yet. And so I think like the prep before you record of like kind of I mean, amping yourself up seems weird, but like, you know, potentially amping yourself up, right? Like being excited about what you're going to talk about, 
Um, I don't know if you guys had thoughts on that. Well, I think one thing I was thinking about, and I think there's probably two things here. One is like going in cold. It's like a singer, right? Like a singer doesn't just go out and sing. They have to mm-hmm. warm up. You want to, you, you do want to loosen up your vocal cords. That's just going to, it's that's just good practice. It's going to make you sound better. It's going to give you a chance to, to loosen up and be able to enunciate better. That's my fingers for enunciating and loosening up. <laughs> But but I think the other thing that you're saying, Justin, is really important, too, is that when you come to especially on camera stuff, right? Like I, I, you know, there used to be the adage that the camera adds 10 pounds. And I don't know that that's really anything anymore. But what I do know that it does for me, at least I feel this is that like if I'm just me, I'm just plain old normal Matt. It's a lot less energetic and it's just kind of flat. But so like you have to bring that energy because the microphone doesn't understand that the camera doesn't understand that it's just, it's just capturing what is and to really connect with your, your viewer or your listener. I think you really just kind of need to step it up a notch or two. It, you know, if you're really low key, you might need to step it up more, but like, yeah, have that enthusiasm, be excited. And you know, almost, you don't want to overdo it because no one likes the fake radio voice you know, mm-hmm. that you hear, but like, I think you just, you got to come at it at a little bit over where you would normally be. Yeah. Well, yeah, is, it, the is it Andy? You're, I'd say, are you the one who told me to like smile when you're recording? Your, so, I yes. feel like that's a, that's a thing, right? Like smile when you're, you, even if I'm not on the screen, if I'm reading yep. something and I'm smiling about it, I'll just naturally maybe have an uptone or something. I'll let, yeah. No, that's exactly true. I mean, there's a difference. If if I read something uh, without smiling, my voice is going to sound fine. It sounds, you know, I can still sound professional. But if I read it while I'm smiling, even if I'm not smiling because of anything that's happening around me, but I'm just forcing the muscles in my mouth to do it, it sounds different. And it, you kind of start feeling it, too. And so you kind of feel a little ridiculous. And then you're like, OK, this is this is something I'm I'm bringing intentionally but is sounding a little fun so yeah i think i think smiling while recording it's something i picked up you know in in school during uh radio classes but it's it's true it sounds different and you can hear in people's voices when they oh, when they're was, just kind yeah. of talking like this i was gonna say even for my own like i can te- i can tell when i record something it, you know you feel ridiculous <laughs> you like if right. you're smiling and you're recording like you might feel a, and maybe you end up toning it back or whatever after you listen to it but like it's personally, it's probably better to sway on that side than the, okay, today I'm going to teach you how to do blah, you know? You know, I got some bad advice. I got some bad advice when I was in college because someone, we were, we were in video and we were talking about video programs and how the camera gets really close. And so you've got to tone it back and you need to calm down was the advice I was getting because people were used to, um, people who were on camera were used to being in theater at this point, right? If you were an, an actor, for example. Um, well, in the theater, you've got to enunciate to the back row and you've got to or enunciate. You've got to um, project. I'm, I'm losing the word. Project. Thank you. Project to the back row and, and perform for the people in the back. But on camera, right, it's getting right up in your face and you don't need to do that. And that's true if you're acting. We're not acting. We're having a conversation and we're trying to engage people on a topic that we're passionate about. So we either bring that energy or they're not going to feel it. Well, I think there's a difference between the projection getting louder and mm-hmm. and and I, I and I'm going to call it and I don't know if this is the right term for it. So I'm making it up. But like talking through the microphone to the to the you're talking to the person on the right. other side. Right. And that's the difference of I'm just going to get loud and I'm going to project and cast versus I'm going to no I'm I'm going to talk through this device and medium and reach my audience because 
there's so much that can be felt in that and, and heard in that, that, you know, you think about your message. If your message is really important, you don't want it to, to hit that camera and bounce back and be fall flat, right? Like you're, if it's a marketing message or if it's a training message, I, I think there's something really to be said about like, you're, you got to get through the microphone and the lens to, to be able to really impact that person. And that doesn't mean you have to be crazy. It doesn't mean you have to be loud. It doesn't, I, I think it just means that you're, you're convincingly talking about your subject with excitement, with energy, with passion, and you, then you're, you're, you know, you're bringing it through. So it's, it's going to connect with them and helping them to be able to hear that clearly and well, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, I don't know that this is so much about audio, but as far as like passion and conversation, this, I think we've talked about this off, off camera a little bit where, you know, these conversations have been great because the three of us can talk and we can chat about these topics. Um, and when it's, when it's an interview and you feel like you just have to answer the questions by yourself, you get a little more conscientious and nervous and, and, and afraid that you're going to, um, mess things up if it's just you. So, uh, it's, it's easier when it's a conversation, I think, and, and it's easier to be passionate about something like that. Well, let's do this, guys. I think we've we've kind of. I think Andy, you might have a knock at the door, but let's let's uh, wrap up. I think we've had a really great conversation. Hopefully, this has been helpful. But let's get your quick final take, Andy. We'll start with you, so you can go answer things. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I think uh, microphone placement is going to be crucial for good audio, but I also think uh, you are going to bring the good audio. Oh in your personality. That, that's not what I want to say. You uh, are going to bring the energy. And let the microphone bring the good audio, but where it's placed, this is killing me with the knocking. Where it's placed is gonna matter. You know what? Maybe Justin should go first. <laughs> we'll figure oh, this out. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. Yeah, I think so. For me, I think if you're focused on good audio and you don't have to worry about your camera, then you don't have to worry about looking silly. And so, what I mean by that is don't worry about throwing a complete blanket over your head and recording your audio. Um, don't worry about being in a closet and looking silly. Don't worry about, I don't know, taping a, a bunch of foam above you or what, whatever you have to do. If it doesn't, if it doesn't affect how you're looking um, and you're really just interested in getting really good sound, then don't worry about how you look. Yeah, absolutely. I think my, I think my final take is that there are a million things you can do and it doesn't matter about what the million things are. As long as you take a few steps to get better audio where in your environment, you're going to be better off than if you don't try anything. And I love what you said, Justin, that like, you know, if you're not on camera, don't worry about looking silly because really it doesn't matter. And even on camera, it is probably worth looking a little silly or doing some things that will affect maybe the visual look, but gives you better sound because it is so critical. We know it is one of the many reasons, uh, but one of the most important reasons why people stop watching video is that the audio isn't good. So, you know, if it means that your background looks a little funky or, you know, it's not great, like uh, sacrifice that first for good audio and then just take care of yourself. I think that's just kind of nature's thing that you, if you don't take care of yourself, it's an instrument, it's a tool how can you expect it to perform well when you need it? And, and the last thing I'll say, I've said a lot, but the last thing I'll say is that we don't expect professional voiceover quality. You know, we don't expect you to do movie quality, but be you like people want to hear you. You're the expert. They want your voice. Your voice is absolutely good enough the way it is. All right. Love with it. that. Let's, uh, one thing I do want to point out is we actually have a course in the TechSmith Academy that is all about 
recording audio in your environment, you can go check that out at academy.techsmith.com. You know, hit us up, like, subscribe, give us a rating, review, share this podcast with your friends because you know what? That just helps spread the word and helps other people that you might know that need to get better audio or get better on video, whatever it might be. So thanks everybody for joining us. We'll see you guys next time in the Visual Lounge.